Hey everybody, it's Rob Shear, the founder of Comfort Cases, and I am so, so excited that we have been chosen for the Target Circle Nonprofit Partner Program. Now, this is how it works. If you are in Jacksonville, Florida, if you're in Sarasota or Fort Myers, if you're in Tampa, by the way, I was just in Tampa giving a talk. If you are in Long Island, New York, hey, my friends at Briggs and Riley, you're located there. Spread the word. And also Eastern Texas. You have the opportunity to go in and vote for comfort cases. That's exactly right. Vote. You can vote more than once. We really, really need the votes. The votes are actually ending on September the 30th, so we have lots of time. You're going to get lots of videos from me, but please do me a favor. Go in and vote for Comfort Cases. We really could use the support for Target, and the only way that's going to happen is with all of you. You've done this before. Remember back in the day at DSW where we were awarded $75,000 because of the amazing votes that you all did? Well, we need your votes again, so please go to comfortcases.org. You can get all the information right there on our homepage. And once again, thank you for all the love and support. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Shear, the founder of Comfort Cases and the host of the number one podcast in adoption and foster care, Fostering Change. Wow, it's hard to believe that we are just winding down the best of season four. And what a season it was. We had some of most incredible guests. And what I've also liked is we've had some really good friends of mine on. And this next best of, I truly do call Stacy one of my really good friends. Stacy Houston and I met several years ago when I was actually doing my TED Talk. And she was the one who actually convinced me to do it. And, you know, she is the executive director of sixdegrees.org. And anybody who knows that is Kevin Bacon's actual organization. They do some of the most incredible work I'm so, so lucky that I get to call Stacy my friend. And the one thing I love about this, and one of the reasons why I chose this as the best of, is that if you can just hear Stacy and I talking, it's just like two friends sitting at a table having a cup of coffee. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And please do me a favor, go over to sixdegrees.org and see all the incredible work that Stacy is doing with this amazing organization. Kevin, you couldn't have picked a better example executive director. Take care, everyone. Well, you all know that this is my favorite month. It is actually National Foster Care Awareness Month. This is actually my second episode for this month, and I still get so excited. But what I'm really excited about today is when I get to have conversations with my friends. You know, I truly believe that so many of the guests have become my friends, but the nice part about it is my next guest actually was my friend before this podcast ever started. You know, for those of you who have seen my TED Talk, I give all my credit to my next guest because it was her who actually convinced me to do it. And I'm so glad I did. You know, my next guest has done some amazing things. She has won the 2022 Harry Chapin of Humanitarian Award. And by the way, that is what we call a good human. Stacy is the executive director of sixdegrees.org. For anyone who knows that, that's Kevin Bacon's, actually his charity. And Stacy, welcome to Fostering Change. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. It's so good to be here. 
So I want to dive right in, my friend, because I've known you for years and I know the amazing work that you do and your organization does. But what I want my listeners and my viewers to know is exactly what you all do, because, you know, one of the things that impressed me the most about your organization from the very moment that I ever met you is that it's not about Kevin Bacon. And, you know, and and by the way, he is a social media icon lately. I don't know if everybody has, <laughs> has seen that. He is an Instagram icon. Lately. <laughs> the goats. It's all about the goats. <laughs> it is. It's all about it. But but this this organization is so much more than Kevin. And that's what I, I've always loved is that he's put this. So tell us exactly what is Six Degrees? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for kind of prefacing that. So Kevin really wanted to create something that if you took him out of it, it was really still centered on how we are all interconnected and how we all really need and want that human connection with each other. So six degrees over the years, we've really had kind of open pillars, but I would say over the last three years or so, we've really just focused in on a couple core areas that we feel like one need the most support and focus, as well as we believe we can make the most impact there. And we've, and we've seen that through our programs and initiatives. So we really focus on youth empowerment, equality and justice, emerging issues, and sustainable initiatives. We call ourselves a convener. We really focus on convening, creating, and ultimately amplifying cause areas and projects that are really focused on those key areas through a multitude of ways. And of late, it's been, you know, producing different videos, content, and or PSAs around, you know, different projects that are that are meaningful to our community. You know, I truly do believe that, you know, when you educate your community, change happens. And I think it's very important for organizations like yours to be here because everything that you just said is exactly what we need to be seeing and that we need to be hearing. Because I think sometimes as humans, and especially here in our country, we get so tunnel visioned and we don't think that it's happening. We don't think that, you know, it's like the, I was talking to someone the other day, Stacey, and I said something about the number of kids who are aging out of foster care and how they become homeless. And the person said, well, I don't really see any homeless kids. And I'm like, yeah, because they're in our malls and our shopping centers and you're not opening up your eyes. You know, I love the part of youth empowerment. You know, in today's society, we have seen so much injustice when it comes to so many of our youth. What are you doing to, to not only educate our community, but also empowering those youth? We find that most of the campaigns and the projects that we have created or supported of late has been really focusing on youth, um, you know, early education, early literacy, um, getting books in the hands of, of young people that they can see themselves reflected in the pages because we know that's how we're inspired, right? That's how we can see a, a path out for ourselves. We have done a really amazing program recently with Rock to the Future, which is a, a nonprofit out of Philly, which is, you know, close to the heart of our founder who was born and raised there. And Rock to the Future focuses on free music programming for young people, but it's kind of an entry point, right? As we know, 
the entry point is of trust, right? Yeah, come learn how to play an instrument, learn you know how to work within a studio and how to write and sing and, and perform. But what they're really getting is a community, right? They're really getting other adults there that are there to support them and their families and to create a safe space and an ability for them to, to thrive and say when they, when they need help with tutoring or advice or just life. So a lot of the programs that we're focused on are around producing content for these organizations so that they can have greater reach. We were really, really excited because with Rock to the Future, um, Kevin and his wife, Kira, are out, um, you know, doing some press for a new movie that Kira directed, Space Oddity. They were on the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah, yeah. It's like, as you know, like fantastic. And she always wants to find some charitable element or something really cool that they can tie to their guests for the for the week. Um, and they saw the work that we did for Rock to the Future, which was the Bacon Brothers. Kevin wrote a song called Philly Thing. I reached out to Rock to the Future, asked if some of their students wanted to join them on the track. We made a full music video and a behind the scenes video that talked about their work and brought in their executive directors and chief music officers and um, program directors and some of the parents and and mostly the youth getting to tell their stories for themselves um, and those kids got to go on to the kelly clarkson show play a little bit of the song acoustic with kevin share a little bit about their story and uh you know i feel like it's just meaningful work right we're all storytellers but when we give people the the tools to tell their own stories and then we help turn people's eyes towards that direction. Really beautiful things can happen. Yeah, I agree. You know, I love the fact, you know, that that is the true, what you just said is the true definition of empowering a youth, you know, because I feel that so many times that we have failed our youth by not opening doors for them and not seeing that they can see that that door can open and look where that door can take them. And, and you know, you started out this conversation about, you know, how you're giving them the opportunity to play music, but you're building them a community. You know, one of the things that that we know that we deal with so much, especially, you know, again, you know, I, I'm in, in totally into the foster care system and everything about the foster care system. But it's not just about the children in foster care. It's children that are, you know, less fortunate, who are not able to have parents who can afford music lessons or go to a camp or, you know, maybe their dream is to play tennis. And, you know, where is there, you know, to buy a tennis racket? And you all are doing that. I mean, I, like I said, I find that absolutely empowering. And that is truly what it means to, to youth empower. And by the way, being on Kelly Clarkson is enough lift. But, you know, the fact that that you all have gone into, you know, I want to say lower income communities, you already realize that these kids are a disadvantage. You know, I look at my five beautiful babies who, you know, who go to camp or they're able to do an activity and these kids just don't. Listen, everybody, I say this quite often, you know, if you truly want to empower your community and help build a foundation, then you support the organization that are building the foundation in your community. And this is exactly the organization, sixdegrees.org. This is exactly, you put your money 
to make something stronger. And that's what you guys are doing, Stacey. I am so, like I said, I am absolutely so impressed. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. But Stacey, when we come back, I want to talk about Cake It Like a Kid. I really am excited for our listeners and our viewers to hear about this. And then also to hear about what are some of the other amazing things that are coming up? Because you got a lot on your plate, my friend. You have a lot on your plate. But you know what? You are also a Wonder Woman. So I know it all happen. Everybody, we'll be right back. This episode of Fostering Change is sponsored by Comfort Cases, a national nonprofit that inspires our communities to bring hope and dignity to our youth that are in foster care. For just $10 a month, you can support the Comfort Case mission and help us eliminate trash bags for kids who are entering foster care. For every $10 that you give, Comfort Cases will give a Comfort XL to a child entering the system. Be part of the change. Visit comfortcases.org. Well, you know, I say it all the time. There's nothing like a great conversation with a great friend. And that's exactly what we've been doing. You know, I have said this quite often. You know, it's very, very important that organizations support each other. As nonprofits, we should have one full responsibility. And that is that we do not sit on different islands, that we all come together for the greater good of our community. And remember, do not forget, your community is not your zip code. Our community is our human race. It is our human race. And so when I see organizations come together and really have some deep conversations, it really empowers me to even want to do more. You know, Stacey, one of the things that I really want to know about is this cake it like a kid. What exactly is that? Let our viewers and listeners know exactly what that is. Yeah, you know, I love this. It's kind of like a little bit of a blast from the past, but it was a, a key turning point, I think, in and six degrees history and in really our, our focus area now, that was one of the first convener campaigns where we said, just like you just said, there's enough to go around. We don't need to compete for attention or donors or, you know, airtime. Let's all stand together when we're we're fighting the same battle here. So Cake It Like a Kid was a campaign that we threw together for Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month, which is in September. And we partnered locally because it was kind of our first convener campaign. We focused on the regional level. As you know, we love to work right in local communities with local partners, getting local business community and sports teams and different local influencers all kind of wrapped together. So Cake It Like a Kid was a hashtag where Kevin actually kicked it off. I believe it was his brother smashed a piece of cake in his face on a little, you know, Instagram reel. I don't think it was a reel at the time. I think it was a story and said, you know, the idea is like, be playful like a kid. Kids have, shouldn't be worried about things like pediatric cancer, right? So let's do whatever we can to support them. And then they'd call for what we call micro donations, the type of donation amount that anybody can give, anyone can feel really good about it um, and be part of this activity. Um, so it started with, with Kevin and he asked a couple of his fellow actor in the community to, to join and they did. And it just took off. We actually ended up supporting the National Institute of Health's Children's Inn. So think like Ronald McDonald House, but for the NIH and they're doing incredible work for for young people and their families when they're in these um, treatment programs. Um, and then Make-A-Wish Mid-Atlantic 
which we know make a wish well and and yes. and just love their work and they both rolled up their sleeves alongside with six degrees it wasn't about who's getting what you know who brought in influencers on their side versus another everyone just did the work because they knew that at the end of the day we wanted to get as many people talking and focused on pediatric cancer as possible um and before you knew it people were getting cake in their face on morning news on so many of the local washington dc network channels um we had espn we had sports radio um you know, entire hospital units. And, and then it kind of spread out from there. That was the special thing. So national news caught attention of it. And before you knew it, you had entire high school sports teams all over Texas and Minnesota doing it for their own local pediatric cancer awareness organizations. It was incredible. So what we really saw is this opportunity to ignite something within someone to say, make this your own, like get excited about this, take this, you know, replicate it, do as you will and support the organizations that you really care about. After that happened, fast forward a couple months, COVID hit and we launched I Stay Home For, which was just Kevin with the hashtag I Stay Home For. For him, it was Kira, you know, the idea was to take attention off of, hey, I'm, I'm young, I'm healthy, I don't need to stay home. It was, well, you're staying home for other people that you care and love about, right? That campaign went super viral. Um, we had everyone from Elton John to Demi Lovato to Mariah Carey, um, you know, do the campaign, Dolly Parton, um, you know, people on both sides of the aisle, people all over the world, right? Because we were in a global pandemic. Like yes. Everyone was experiencing the same thing. But that campaign ended up getting about 1.2 million posts two over two billion impressions and we won a, a a great amount of awards for it the shorty good award for best hashtag that year for webbies just incredibly proud of the team that kind of pulled together to make that that happen and it was all organic yes promotion and especially during a time mm-hmm. and we didn't know what the hell we were doing no okay i mean come on we're both we're nonprofit people you know, and, you know, scrappy. (laughs) Yeah, we we rely on and it was it was a scary time in the beginning, you know, and so for Kevin to think of this and you all to think of this idea that really got you through and elevated and by the way, it educated us, you know, I mean, I remember it, I, I stayed home for my husband and I stayed home for my, my children. But again, you know, kids were still coming into foster care. So we ended up gloving and masking up and coming in the center. And it was just my family and my assistant and her family packing cases because we were still seeing kids in the system. But I love the fact that you guys made, because that was my next question. I wanted to know what, what did you do during COVID? How did you guys get through it? But that shows me. That, you know, it became, we moved from our in-person pop-up, drop-ups, little little um, campaign activations locally to virtual. I mean, like yeah. a lot of people did, but ours was, okay, we're going to move online virtually. You're going to really heavily use Instagram, TikTok. Kevin got really, you know, um, went full into to social media, which really helped, you know, uh, utilize his platform and reach as well. But pretty early on with COVID, once we saw you know, the increased attention on racial injustice, we, we knew that we needed to do something quite big. So we spent that year 
all the way through to December when it launched, working with a team of incredible executive producers and an amazing board of people and put together a huge music benefit that aired on CBS. So it was a primetime benefit called Play On. And it was all in support of both racial justice and hunger, which, you know, were two causes that we saw just really, really be more pronounced during, during COVID, right? As you know, young people weren't in schools, right? So they were at home. So many of these young people depend on breakfast and lunch, you know, uh, given to them throughout the week, right? Through these different lunch aid programs that was gone early on before they could really figure out how to fill the gaps for that. Families were struggling. People were out of work. You know, we called on a lot of friends. Like I said, we put a strong board together of incredible individuals that everyone just rolled up their sleeves, met weekly. Kevin was the host along with Eve. We had people like Gary Clark Jr., Yola, Brandy Carlisle, Cheryl Crow, LL Cool J, Oh my gosh, the list was really long. Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, John Legend, they all gave up their time and we had a night of wonderful performances. It was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. And you know, the thing that, you know, for me that, you know, I mean, COVID was a dark time for so many people and we've lost more and more people than we should have ever lost. But I think the one thing that I have to say that I know as a family we walked away with is... I always thought that I didn't live in a bubble. And I always thought that I tried to educate myself and educate my children and my husband. And the one big issue was the hunger that just blew our mind. And my family, we did 400 ham and cheese sandwiches and took them to Baltimore City. And and the line of people that were waiting, you know, between the sandwiches, the shears made and all the other food, all these other families had what we had all brought and I I literally, Stacey, I mean, I, I get goosebumps yeah. just thinking about it's it heartbreaking. because that is just something that we should not have in our country, much less and in we our We should world. need to, right? You see such waste everywhere and you think there has to be a better way than this. Um, and hunger is one of those things that cut across all cause areas, right? And and when we're not nourished, we're not even able to, there's all the data shows, like you can't think correctly, you know, you can't operate and fire on all cylinders. How, how is there supposed to be equity in education and opportunity when people are literally hungry, you know? So we really felt like, you know, addressing that as much as we could was a, a great use of time especially in 2020, that concert ended up raising seven and a half million dollars, which we are blown away by lots of wonderful corporate partners and individual donors that text to give the night of the show. It was just a really special time, but it goes back to, there are so many people that love us and care about the things that we care about. And you just have to ask, you know, put a strong team around yourself, especially as a nonprofit because we're talking about this together, Rob, you know, you know how important it is to have the right board in place, the right network in place. And sometimes you need people that are going to be consistently rolling up their sleeves, but sometimes you just need someone that will make that phone call for you when you need them to make it. And it can make all the difference. I agree. And, you know, it truly, again, builds the foundation that we've been talking about for the last, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. You know, Stacey, I have to tell you, you never stop to amaze me. You know, I am so, so proud of 
where Six Degrees is going. I know there's some other great things that are happening with Six Degrees because truly I do believe, and I say this quite often to our listeners and our viewers, is that, and I started off my conversation today with you in talking about how we educate our communities and that's how we make change, you know? So I know that that is some of the things that are happening with Six Degrees as well. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I will definitely share more, you know, encourage people to head on over to Six Degrees of KB on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook as well. We'll be sharing more, but yeah, we're about to, we're very close to um, getting to talk about something exciting that we have in the works. We'll be able to amplify gosh, dozens and dozens more of incredible organizations and giving them the attention that they they very well deserve. I love it. I love it. And by the way, everybody, I, my ask is not that that hard. And as, as Stacey said, you know, every dollar counts. You know, I've heard people say to me, I was only able to give $5. And I was like, do you understand? $5 is more than we started with. So, you know, whether you can give a dollar, five dollars, five hundred dollars, or maybe you're lucky enough to be blessed to give five thousand dollars, please, please, please head over to sixdegrees.org because they are doing the work. They are doing the work. And make sure you follow them on all their social media platforms because I think you are going to be excited with stopping down the pipeline. Again, everybody, this is National Foster Care Awareness Month. We only have a couple of weeks left. I think every single month we should always honor our children who are in foster care because do not forget these kids arrive in the system because of a choice that someone else made the choice that someone else made. Now, today, you have the choice to make the right choice and put your money where it needs to go. And I'm telling you, go to sixdegrees.org. This is another amazing episode of Fostering Change. Until we talk again, take care. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening or watching the latest episode of Fostering Change. All of us on our team hope that you've learned something new today and have been inspired to be a good human. Now, just a reminder that you can always find Fostering Change on your favorite channels on Google, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and others including, of course, comfortcases.org. I want to give a big thank you to all of you for joining us each and every week. And a reminder that if you have a suggestion for a guest, or maybe you might have a question about today's podcast, or are interested in becoming a sponsor of Fostering Change, please don't hesitate to email me personally at fosteringchange@comfortcases.org. Now, that's it for now. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.